Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of the Famadelic Experience podcast. This is your host David Kolosic. In this episode, I had the pleasure of hosting Martina Lausch, who shortly after her graduation moved to Switzerland to start her professional career in quality management in a global pharmaceutical company. She soon realized that she doesn't like her role in quality management. She wanted something different, something more scientific. So she tried to switch. It was challenging. She had to go through many obstacles, but she found her way in medical affairs where she works today. As usual, this podcast is full of practical advice, which I believe will help you on your own career journey. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Hi, Martina. How's it going? It's been a long time since we last spoke. Hi, David. Really good speaking to you now. Um, it's, uh, it's a busy period for me at work, but everything is really going great. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Also, always something to do. We met, actually, we met last year in Basel, where your home is now, your originally Croatian, and you were hosting this networking event at, at your company. And this was a really inspiring event for my friend who actually joined the company later as a medical science license, but also for myself. Now, it was very interesting talking to you and understanding your history and what you've done and how you got here. So I would really like to explore this topic a bit more and to see like how you got to where you got. So maybe if you can just begin with like your beginnings, how you started as a student, how you were involved in different associations, and how you really got to where you are today. Uh, yeah, the, the, the event that you're speaking about, actually, it is something that, you, you know, I'm, I've always been very passionate about engaging with different associations and volunteering aside of my job. And I guess that this is something that so far has marked my professional path. Um, so I studied pharmacy in Zagreb. I graduated about two years ago. While I was still studying, um, I started working for one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies back in my home country in Croatia. It was as a support function on some daily tasks. And I was doing that in parallel to my studying, which was at times very challenging. But at the end, it turned out to be a very good step that I did. Another thing that I've that I did back then in parallel was I was a representative, national representative in the International Pharmaceutical Students Association, which I believe many of pharmaceutical students do know about. And this was really a good chance for me to get to know more people, to get to learn about how the industry works and what are some other opportunities outside of working in the community pharmacy, which was something that we that I was at least initially trained to do. So when I graduated, I immediately, a couple of days later, I moved to Switzerland, to Basel, where I work today. I signed contract already while I was studying, which was also due to my involvement with students' associations. And ever since then, I've been here in Basel. I still am here today. I've changed through a couple of roles already. And today I work in medical affairs in the function in, in, t- in the team, which is related to the digital enablement of um, our field force. So this is really something new. I've been in this role for about a year now, but this is a place where I find myself to be enjoying this job. I learn a lot. It is challenging at times, but at the end, it's really re- rewarding. So if we go a little bit back, you've mentioned that you were heavily involved in student associations, first on the local level in in Croatia, and then you joined international level. 
And I've heard this with so many other people I've spoken with, either on the podcast or my friends, that what you developed in these associations is kind of the networks and a wider understanding of what's possible after after graduation. What's your feeling about this? Has How much has this helped you? I think that this was really one of the key uh, reasons uh, for which I am where I am today. On, on the personal side, and I'll start with that because I think it is important, I've always find it very enjoyable. I met so many friends. I got to travel the world. I got to see um, different cultures and different opportunities around the world. And I guess that that was something which then got me thinking how I could use this network to develop something for myself professionally. So I started with some minor projects at the local level while I was, I think, on the second year already of my studies. It was, if I look at it from this perspective now, my main motivation for joining was really to meet some more people and to travel. But then you understand that you can really learn a lot and that it's worth investing your time into that. So over the course of a couple of years, I got a position um, as the national representative, which put me at a bit of a bigger scale where I was able to communicate in the international environment. I was able to contribute to some processes, to guidelines. I was able to really make certain impact, although I was, I was based in Croatia, but I was able to communicate and collaborate with people from across the world. And I got to learn only later from my uh, manager that this was also one of the reasons for which I got my first job here in Basel, because this was something in my CV which was distinguishing me from the rest of the applicants and as I got to learn when you work for an international company being able to see things from the global scale or at least trying to understand things from a more international point of view it is really critical for you to be able to advance in your job but at the same time just to deliver on your daily tasks because working in an international environment you really need to be adaptable you need to understand how the world works, how the world of the pharmaceutical industry works, and you also need to be able to communicate across the boundaries with different cultures and different people. I fully agree with everything you just said. I feel that I had kind of the same path as you in terms of this. I was involved in, a, in on the Euro- European setting instead of international, but a lot of parallels, sim- similarities. And what I also feel is that what you developed as, as a student is you're developing the soft skills and the network and as you start working, you realize that the soft skills you developed years back are actually the same skills you use today. And maybe some students that haven't been involved as much, they have this catching up to do, right? Because they have to start developing these kind of skills when they start their career, whereas you've done this hard work before that. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. And the interesting thing is that the people that I was working with back then in my student times are the people that I still get to meet today. So these are people who are today my colleagues, maybe not necessarily in my company, but in some other companies. So it's really nice having this network. I think that once you establish it, you can always only widen it and you can really learn from the network. When I stopped um, my volunteering in students' associations, I was kind of sad because I missed being engaged in, in something like that. And I remember it was a period of about a couple of months 
when I was not involved in any of the associations. But then I got in touch with people from my company who are still volunteering in some of more professional associations. And then they, they nominated me to hold some positions in professional associations today. So I think that if you're passionate about being connected to people, you can always find the where and there is endless of opportunities. It just only starts while you are still a student. So if we go back to your to your career, like before actually going into medical affairs, you tried something different. You were trying to work in quality? Yes, that's true. So this was initially my role at the local level. I was supporting quality assurance activities. I had a really good manager. I was able to to learn. I was able to really do daily tasks. And it was, I would say it was fun. It was interesting. But I would, I think that I did that job about two years in parallel to my studies. And after about one year, I started thinking what else I might be able to do. So I also got engaged with a couple of colleagues at the local level who were working in regulatory affairs. And I got a couple of minor tasks to support them in regulatory affairs. So I would say that locally, I tried these these two roles. And then I got a chance to apply for a position at the global level. And this was, I was encouraged by my manager in Croatia. She wrote a recommendation letter for me and she was the one who was encouraging me to try something international. So I got an internship position in Basel and it was also in quality, but now this was at the global quality level. And this was much different. This was less operational. This was a lot more strategic, which was, to be fair, something which was rather difficult. Luckily, I had, again, a great manager who was very supportive, who was well aware of my age and lack of experience in this area. So I got to learn a lot. But as I was at that position, I knew that I wanted to try something else because This position was very much oriented towards topics such as such as manufacturing of products, which is something which does not necessarily resonate with what I studied with me being a pharmacist. So I wanted to go more into some direction of where I would be able on daily basis to connect with people who who studied pharmacy, who studied medicines, with whom I would be able in daily job use just use the names of medicines. You know, back then it was really necessary and it was important for me to go back to something which I was studying. So I got a chance to join the team in medical affairs. This was not an easy step, but I think it was very much necessary. And today I find it so enjoyable being here. Of course, it is due to the team that I'm working with. It is due to the project, which is really interesting. But I think this is also the area where I'm comfortable at. On, in daily job, I get to speak with different teams who work on a number of products which are marketed or in the launch phase. So I get to combine my passion for science and for medicines, something which is still something that I need to learn about. And this is more topics related to managing projects, to speaking with people and being more on the business side of the pharmaceutical company. And how did you find about this role like because i imagine that the jump from quality to medical affairs is quite huge right even i was jumping from 
quality into rag affairs, into business development. And for me, the jump from rag affairs to business development was quite huge. Mm. I, I can imagine it was the same for you. So I'm just curious, first of all, how did you find out about this specific role? And how was this transition from one to the other? So let me start with how was this transition? And I can tell you, it was not an easy one. So the way that I approached it was that I, I was very transparent with my manager. I told her that I would like to change to something more into the business side. So she was very supportive. She connected me with people across the company who were working in the areas where I back then wanted to go. So over the course of, I guess it was at least three months, I was scheduling meetings. I was, I, I really took charge of it. I was proactive. I was emailing people with a very simple, hey, I would like to learn more about what you do in your daily job. Would you have time to, to connect with me? Just I, I invited people for a coffee. And initially I thought that people would not have time for that, but I'm so positively surprised with every, every single person whom I contacted found half an hour for me to really speak to me about what they do. And I think that it, it, it's really positive. That's why I, I like being in a big company. I think in, in a smaller company, you might not be able to have this huge network and this large opportunities. So I got to learn about different functions. And I think that it was my period of discovery, which was over the course of a couple of months. And I have to tell you that I learned that I had a completely different perception of certain functions and it was extremely valuable because then I learned, okay, I would like to focus maybe on this or on a couple of, of functions. One of them was medical affairs. So when I finally came to that realization, it was still not done job because I only knew what I would potentially want to go. And then the challenge was really to find something. And then again, my my manager stepped in. She was the one helping me. She, she sent recommendation letters when there was a position open for which I would be applying for. She was the one also submitting the recommendation letter for myself. And she did it for a number of times, which is something that I'm, I'm really highly appreciated for. Your, your manager was actually the one helping you transition a lot. Exactly. Which is really good because this manager really wanted to help you. So this manager really had you in mind first to make sure that you feel comfortable and that you're progressing where you want to progress. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why even today we don't work together, but she's still, I consider her as my mentor and she's the person that I would go to if I have any question that I would like to know, because in every day job you get, you, you, you encounter many challenges and it, I think it's important having a good mentor. So it was not a, an easy transition, but after I think six months or roughly around that time, I finally was able to, to transition and I got a chance and I was challenged. I was questioned why people started after two years of being in quality, perceiving me as someone who knows a lot about quality, which I did not felt was the case. But yeah, I think that it really takes a lot of courage and a lot of a lot of time and um, you need to be persistent and patient with in this spirit of transition. So now if we go into your, the role you do today, like if you were talking to someone who has absolutely no clue what medical affairs is and what you do, 
How would you explain it? How would you summarize it? So medical affairs is a function which focuses on delivering scientific data to medical experts around the world. So in my daily job, I collaborate with people from, I think that more than 50 countries are now in scope, um, some field force who would deliver the scientific content for our products in launch and our products which are on the market and speak about the benefits, about the safety, about the efficacy with healthcare experts in different countries. At the same time, at the global level, you need to collaborate with different franchises. So we have numerous products, all of which fall under one of the franchises. So you wouldn't then need to collaborate with people who work on different products and trying to align their strategy to make sure that you really have content that you really have all the materials for your country representatives in time. This is one of the functions that is really nicely balancing the scientific part with something more on the side of of the business. And I think that for a pharmacist, this is really a good start. If you would like to build your career in the pharmaceutical industry, I think this is really an excellent place to be. So if I understand this correctly, when you refer to the field force, you refer to the medical science license, right? So these are the experts of the medicines, of the science side, and they are really going to the healthcare professionals to explain the science behind this medicine, providing all the evidence why this medicine is the one that's going to help the patients, the safety behind, etc. right? Yes, that's correct. And this is not the equivalent. This is not the same as the sales rep because sales rep would be more on the commercial side. We can, we can say that medical affairs is the function which comes between the research function and the development of the medicines function. And then on one hand and on the other side, you have commercial functions, which is sales reps. So medical affairs sits between those two functions. Okay, so it's quite a flexible role. Like you have to know your science, but at the same time, you have to have the soft skills to really communicate the evidence behind this medicine. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. And that's why most of my colleagues, most of people that I'm working with do have basic education in in scientific subjects. So most of them are either medical doctors or pharmacists. And you're the one responsible for coordinating all of this, uh, this huge machine that's behind, right? I'm one of the people in my team who is dealing with, we work on the digital project in medical affairs. So we are trying to make sure that we have digital capabilities for the field force so that they can really execute their daily tasks in the best possible and most efficient manner. So we work on digital tools and we try to embed that into their daily jobs. So just to make sure that they have the content they need at the right time. Yes. I've been checking quite, there's a lot of roles in medical affairs, but quite often I see that companies are looking for some kind of experience. What what do you think is the best way for someone to enter? Like, let's say I'm just about to graduate, I'm still a student. What would be the the best entry point? Do you think starting somewhere else and then transitioning into medical affairs such as you did or trying to get in directly? Well, if you want to take my uh, approach, it might be a bit more challenging. I think that there is, in theory at least, I would not want to call it more normal way. It's just more the usual way. So you would normally start as um, 
MSL at the local level and then later on advance to the level of the medical advisor and so on. So usually you, you would start at the local level. Starting in medical affairs from the global perspective is not that common, but I guess that this just only proves that everything is really possible if you manage to bridge the gaps between your skills that you possess and those that you need to develop. I think that there are different angles from where you can approach this function. And I think that's good news because we all have different ways of doing things. So it just gives you more possibilities to enter. But one of the themes you've mentioned before was proactivity. And I think this is one of the most important words of today's episode, in addition to the having a great manager. Now, you've been really proactive and that's how you got into global medical affairs. But now, again, thinking from the perspective of a student or recent graduate who really wants to get involved, what would be your advice in how to be proactive from that perspective if they don't have many contacts in medical affairs yet to actually get into this inner circle and get to know the role and possibly get into the job itself? Well, I think that you have a great deal of opportunities already while studying. I know that many universities in many countries offer different types of student associations. And I would encourage really any student to join one of those, to pick some projects and to network, because this is how you can start. This is something that you can always later on, at least in the first stages of your career, put on the CV. And this is something that at the end of the day will be your advantage on the job market. Of course, there is always a possibility to do different types of internships. Many companies have great programs where you can apply for. But then again, from what I've seen, you need to have a certain volunteering experience, a certain something that will distinguish you from the rest of the applicants, which is again something that you can, if we go back to student associations, what you can build there. So I think it's really important to start searching as early as possible and also creating your own path, but also really being patient because you won't know from the very beginning where you would like to go. And once you figure it out, it will take probably a lot more than what you would hope for to really get there. So it's really about being patient and um, not giving up. Is there any other advice you would like to give? I think it is important knowing when to say no. And by that, I don't mean doing that in your daily job if you're overwhelmed with projects. Let's, let's take an example which I can speak from my personal experience. You will be in a chance where you get to choose from two jobs. One of them will be probably better paid. Probably you will have more senior title in your, in your job description, which is something that is at first very appealing, but this job might not necessarily resonate with what you would like to achieve. And it might not be on the, on the path where you would like to go later on. And on the contrary, you might have a possibility to start at a more junior level, maybe even internship, not being as well paid and in these kinds of situations, I think it is important knowing long-term where you would like to go and if both of those decisions would take you where you would like to be. And I think it's also important exactly keeping the, this long-term perspective in mind while you're searching for a job and not accepting something short-term if this will 
not really put you on the right path. So I think it's worth taking a step back so that later on you can advance two or three steps more because this is something that I I had to do, which was not easy because oftentimes people do not understand your your step and your decision. But at the end of the day, it's really the question whether this is something which will take you where you want to be. So I guess it's, it's this kind of you need to know where you want to go. You need to know what to choose from. And I think one of very important part is to surround yourself with people who will support you. I was also in a situation where I was able to choose between two similar positions, two similar jobs. At the end of the day, I chose based on one criteria, and that was um, based on the feeling that I had uh, while I was speaking to the hiring manager. And every time this proved to be a good decision. I think it is really important in early stages having a good mentor while you're still developing your style of managing project, of managing yourself at the end of the day. I think it's important Mm -hmm. being with someone from whom you can learn a lot. While you were speaking, I was recognizing my own career path that had exactly the same path as yours. So I also had the chance of having this good title and all of that but I chose to go into a completely different direction and if you look at my CV or my LinkedIn you'll you'll think that actually I went a few steps back according to my title but actually it propelled me so much forward if we think the long term exactly what you said about short term versus long term and I see myself in the next five or ten years so many more opportunities and so much closer to where I want to be than if I stayed where I was before. So I think it's a really good piece of advice. Think about the long term. Don't just think what you can get tomorrow because maybe this might not make you as happy as something else would, even though you have to make a few steps back. Yes, I I agree. And even if, if you start on an internship contract, if you start at the local level, you can still make your, your way through it if you are really passionate about what you want to do and if you and if you fight for it, I guess. With this, I would like to thank you for your time, Martina. It was a, it was a short but very nice conversation. I've learned a lot. I, I realized that like talking with people such as you and other people with these amazing stories, I see a lot of parallels and there's a lot of similar advice coming out of you, which means that there must be some truth behind. So I would like to thank you for your time and I hope that we meet again soon, either in Basel, in Barcelona or anywhere else in the world. Thank you very much, David. Um, I'm very happy for this chance and I'm particularly happy because I think that our friendship started through something which is not necessarily related to work, but something more around volunteering. So that's why I find this really enjoyable. Thank you once again for the invitation. Thank you for listening to the Pharmadelic Experience podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We have a number of exciting and interesting guests coming up in the next episodes, so stay tuned. But in the meantime, why don't you join the Telegram channel? We share career opportunities for students, graduates and junior professionals, as well as the career advice to help you find your dream career and achieve it. Until then, have a good one and I'll see you soon.